Thanks for joining us for the special Mideast Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mideast Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. Some of Satan's best tactics when opposing us is his ability to distract and deceive. If the enemy can distract us, then we won't be effective. If he can deceive us, we will never be free because we don't have the truth. In today's message, Pastor J.D. will be sharing about the role of distraction and deception in the last days. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update at jdfarag.org. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on March 5th, 2023. You've got Isaac and then... They have twin boys in the womb, Esau and Jacob. And you know what the name, because the name is the nature, you know what the name Jacob means? It means heel snatcher, conniver. And God, when He changed His name, you will no longer be a heel snatcher. Uh, Now your name will be Israel, which means governed by God. Oh, I like that. I'll take it. I never liked my name to begin with, which is why I changed my name from Wahid to JD. Okay, enough of my problems. So this shoe dropped in 2020, January 2020, and then September 2020. And now it's just a matter of time before the other shoe drops. Well, this brings us to the third specific prophecy that was set in motion in 2020. This was at the end of 2020, and it's actually been referred to as the final solution, quote unquote. So, Let's go ahead and end the live stream now before it's too late. (laughs) So you know where I'm going, right, with this. And by the way, it was one Bill Gates who said, quote, of the vaccine, so-called, it will be the final solution. This, in 2020, was known as Operation Warp Speed. That was part of the first shoe to drop, also in 2020. PDF file from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the U.S. Department of Defense, hmm, titled, Explaining Operation Warp Speed. Here's a quick quote. Operation Warp Speed aims to begin delivery of 300 million doses 
of a safe, effective vaccine for COVID-19 by January 2021. So, this shoe dropped at the end of 2020 and the beginning of 2021. Now fast forward in warp speed, pun intended, to the beginning of 2023. This supposed safe and effective vaccine, so-called, has been injected into what some believe to be several billion with a B people all over the world. And it's for this reason that the other shoe will absolutely drop at any time now, such that it will go from a needle in and on the arm to a mark in and on the forehand or forehead. We've gone in depth into this over the last three years, the technology that's already in place. It's actually been in place for many, many years, and it's evidenced by this video that was posted nine years ago now on the TED Talks YouTube channel. It's titled, Mark Kendall Demo, a needle-free vaccine patch that's safer and way cheaper. So here's an excerpt from the very end of the video, and I want you to listen very carefully. Now, quoting, Standing here today in front of you at the birthplace of the needle and syringe, a device that's 160 years old, I'm presenting to you an alternative approach that could really help make that happen. And it's the nanopatch with its attributes of being needle-free, pain-free. It's just something that you put on the skin. Now, again, we've talked about this in depth over the last three years, but this is very specific when it comes to that very well-known prophecy in Revelation chapter 13. So it will just be a stamp, tattoo, mark. And they use those words in describing this nanopatch technology. And it delivers this into the human body. One more thing on this, and it's once again from this Dr. Albert Borla. He's the president and CEO of Pfizer. And he was interviewed recently by the Economic Club of Chicago, and I want to share with you what he said. Quoting, COVID was like a rehearsal for me, a general rehearsal. Translated, that wasn't the main event. Well, that was just the first shoe. That was just the rehearsal. Now, just wait for the other shoe to drop. 
Um, I may have uh, said this before, and I, I want to be careful in, in how I say it, because I know people get weird and think I'm weird, which I am, but I just, I have the gift of weird. So it's a gift. I know it's not a biblical gift, but I still have it. Um, this man, this Borla, he's demon-possessed at best. He is demon-possessed at best. If you've watched him talk, you don't have to be that spiritually discerning of the spirits. He's at best demon-possessed. At worst, I would question whether or not he's actually still fully human. He may already be transhuman which is where everything is going right now. And if that sounds far-fetched, then you need to, in your own research, understand what this whole fourth industrial revolution is about with Klaus Schwab and all of those with him, by the way. And you look at these guys, and the reason I even bring it up is because if they're still fully human and not yet transhuman, and by transhuman I mean their human DNA has been altered. Klaus Schwab has described transhumanism as merging man with machine. They have computerized chips in them, operating them as an operating system, so they are not fully human. They're, they're computerized transhumans. And I'll just list a couple of names here. Uh, Elon Musk, Mark Zuckerberg. I'm going to put Jeff Bezos in there. I'd mention a couple other names, but I'm not going to. I should, but I won't. Right? I'm not supposed to. Okay, good. I'm not going to then. But I only do that because I want you to, when you see these guys talk like this, I want you to discern what spirit they are of. This is satanic. This is satanic. This is demonic. And for this guy to say this, this was just the test run. This was just the first shoe. This was just a, a rehearsal. You should see what's about to drop next. Well, I'm going to end the way I began and simply say that we're not going to have to wait too much longer for this other shoe to drop with how fast everything is now moving at warp speed, again, pun intended. And when it does, the rapture will happen. By the way, spoiler alert, the rapture is still happening, contrary to what people are saying. It is absolutely going to happen. And let me add to that, that we are not in the seven-year tribulation yet. We cannot be in the seven-year tribulation yet. Oh, pastor, you're always so dogmatic. Okay, okay. I'm going to get a little bit snarky here. 
Can you imagine if scripturally it was left ambiguous? Yeah, you know, it could could be, maybe. Yeah, possibly. When it comes to eschatology. Uh, How about salvation? Could you imagine, let's talk about Jesus for just a moment. Imagine that, talk about Jesus. What if Jesus said, you know, I'm a way, you know, let's not be so dogmatic and narrow-minded here. You know, I'm a way, a truth, a life. No, it's pretty dogmatic. I'm the way. There's no other way. I'm the only way to the Father. No one gets to the Father except through me. Yeah, that's uh, dogmatic, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, you're so narrow-minded. You're so black and white. I mean, it's pretty black and white here. Could you imagine we're going to go through the ABCs of salvation and and the Romans road as it's affectionately referred to. Could you imagine if it said, Romans 10, 13, all who call on the name of the Lord have a very good chance of being saved. Let's not be dogmatic. No. Will. Will. It will happen. The rapture will happen. Well, it could be, you know, mid, post. No! It has to happen before the seven-year tribulation. The rapture will happen then. The Antichrist is revealed, 2 Thessalonians 2. Then the seven-year peace covenant will be confirmed and enforced, Ikbir, Daniel 9.27. And this enforcing of the seven-year peace agreement is what starts the seven-year tribulation, which again cannot happen until after the rapture of the church, 2 Thessalonians 2. After the Holy Spirit, the restrainer, is taken out of the way and the church is taken up, then, then, key word. Can I just do that one more time? It felt really good. Then. That's when. Then. Yeah. one, One more thing. Have I said one more thing yet? No. So this is the one more thing. Paul, at the end of First Thessalonians chapter 4, he goes, hey, we're going to be caught up, and then, and then, and therefore encourage one another with these words. Could you imagine? If, if the rapture was not before the seven-year tribulation, how cruel would that be? They're going to be beheaded. Go through the wrath of God. And prove yourself, because of course you're not saved by grace. You're saved by grace if. No. You're going to be beheaded. You've got to stand firm. You're going to be martyred. That's the tribulation saints, not the church. Uh, no, you're going to be caught up, taken out. You're going to escape. They won't. You will. Be encouraged. I'm not encouraged if I'm going into the tribulation. I'm terrified. And I'm hunkering down. If I'm not going up, I'm hunkering down. I said, no, don't, don't hunker down. You're going up. Don't bother. 
No worries. You're not going to be here. Be encouraged. I am. <laughs> okay, this will be one, one more, last one more thing. You know, it used to really get to me, I think I'm doing a little bit better by the grace of God on this, but when people would say something like, you pre-tribbers, you just want to escape. I'm like, yeah, actually I do. I, you don't? I said, okay, well, they will not escape. That means they are going to be some who do escape. We. Be a we. I'm a we. That's a shirt or a hat, isn't it? Be a we. Okay. I feel much better now. I don't know if you do. Okay, so stay with me here, okay? So rapture, then the Antichrist is revealed. Then the peace agreement, seven years, is confirmed. Then the temple is rebuilt. Then at the three and a half year mark, the Antichrist will commit the abomination that causes desolation. And the mark of the beast will be enforced when the other shoe drops in order for anyone to do anything, chiefly as it relates to buying and selling. And this, of course, again is the prophecy in Revelation 13. So the first shoe dropped this, notice, 160-year-old technology, the syringe and the needle. Well, we have new technology now. So the first shoe is the outdated, obsolete, antiquated needle. So the next shoe that's going to drop is going to be this new technology, a mark, a stamp, a tattoo, a patch. Looks like a Band-Aid, by the way. It's going to drop at any time. You know, every Sunday I end with the gospel and the ABCs of salvation because I truly believe this with all of my heart and the Lord knows my heart. could be the last time I do this. That's how soon I believe the rapture is and could be. So what is the gospel? It's the good news that Jesus was crucified, buried, and rose again on the third day, and He's coming back again one day soon and very soon. That's the good news. What are the ABCs? Just a childlike, simple explanation of salvation. The A is for admit or acknowledge that you've sinned. Because think about it, if you're not a sinner, why would you need a Savior? It's when you acknowledge that you've sinned. Romans 3.10 says, there is no one righteous, not even one. And Romans 3.23 tells us why. It's because all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We've all missed the mark. Romans 6.23 says, there's a penalty for that. The wages of sin is death. But here's the good news. The gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. That's the A. Here's the B. Very central. Believe in your heart. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever would believe would not perish, 
but have everlasting life. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, If you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you will, keyword, be saved. Will. The jury's not out. The verdict is in. It's not ambiguous. And lastly, the C is for call upon the name of the Lord, or as Romans 10, 9 and 10 also says, if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And here's why. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. And lastly, just referenced it, Romans 10, 13, all who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Seals the deal. Is that simple? Childlike simple? Too simple maybe? That's the gospel. Well, I want to end with today's But God testimony. It's uh, kind of a special one. It comes from Caden Birdsey, who writes, Hello, Pastor J.D. My name is Caden Birdsey, and I'm 14 years old. And I wanted to share my testimony with you, hoping it would help other kids my age. I wrote it out in a poem because I fear it would be too long otherwise. So I'm going to read the poem, and I hope I do it justice. The name is Who Am I? I'm Caden Birdsey, and I'm from many places. I'm like the wind. I don't stay, but I go. I'm from a small town, but many homes. I'm from gas station to gas station. I'm from muddy water that is only clear for some. I'm from big families, latch keys and night shifts, absent fathers and single mothers. I'm from child services and EBT food stamps. I'm from hit and runs in broad day. I'm from libraries a block away. I'm from the foot my mom lost from her surgery, I'm from the finger my grandpa lost from a saw. I'm from the cancer that took my grandma's life. I'm from you. Better be in this house before the straight lights come on. I am from woman, women who have kids too early. I am from framed obituaries. I'm from screen doors to no doors. I'm from a small legacy. I'm from sleepless nights. I'm from a war that is still not over. I'm from many places. And then she goes on to write, I moved in with my Nana at the age of 13 and started learning about our Lord Jesus Christ. I am now a member of His family starting June 9th, 2021. You have become my pastor, and I'm now a proud member of our church. 14 years old. We're so glad you joined us for this prophecy update on In Spirit and Truth. Do the things you hear about on this program cause you to feel unsettled? 
Perhaps there are too many things coming into play that make you stop and wonder if you're truly living in the end times. If that's the case, we hope that through these updates, you are reminded of God's faithfulness through His Word and that His promises will be fulfilled. This can be a benefit to you. Being around other believers can give you support regarding these things that are happening around you. If you're in the area and haven't found a church home yet, we invite you to come visit us and get to know the heart behind this ministry. You can join us for a time of worship at Calvary Chapel Kaneohe on Sundays at 8.30 or 10.45 a.m. and Thursdays at 7 p.m. for Bible study with Pastor J.D. If you'd like more information on joining us or for additional resources, go to jdfarag.org and scroll to the bottom of the page. That's J-D-F-A-R-A-G dot O-R-G. There, you'll find a Calvary link that will take you to the church's website. While you're at our website, be sure to check out additional teachings from Pastor J.D. Another interesting point of reference is a tab that says ABCs. This is useful for anyone seeking and wanting to find out more about Jesus and His love for you as an individual. That's all available at our website. Again, that's jdfarag.org. Our time with you is up for today, but thanks for tuning in to spend this time with us. Join Pastor JD for another edition of In Spirit and Truth.